know what it's like to be on the bill and to play for 15 minutes and the only people there to see you are the other bands and their girlfriends. From Buffalo, New York, it's the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Welcome to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, where you can have a 102-degree fever for two weeks, dehydration, exhaustion, get a tooth removed, and still show up for episode 97. I'm Ryan Garnett. Cassidy, how's your summer been? Oh my gosh, Ryan. I'm Cassidy Dwan. My summer's been awesome. And dude, are you okay? I'm, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> On episode number 97 of the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, we'll be joined by Nick Frank and Mike of Gimme Gimme. Hey guys. Woo! They're here. Hey. Hello. We'll be discussing covering a cover band, their formation, and uh, talking some fun stories from a long history in the local music scene. Yeah. So we'll also be discussing the 2022 Music is Art Festival. We'll do a quick recap of the 2022 Buffalo Infringement Festival, as well as play music from Spud, West Ferry, and Marina Lorendi. It is some good music on this episode. Awesome. I'm excited. But first. But first. No drum roll. No drum roll. Drum roll. Bum, bum. I got to be a member of Green Hit, Schwinn, and Red Huffy for an, an afternoon. Um, I was not at Music is Art, okay. but they uh, invited me to fill in for them at uh, Westside Tilth Farm on that Ooh, same day. Oh, that's a beautiful place to it be. It is a fantastic place. Do They've they got, have pizzas all the time there? Yes, they do. <sighs> and they tricked me because they were like, we have vegan pizza. I'm, I'm, I'm like, all they have is vegan pizzas. And they're like, no, 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 we don't have vegan pizzas. We have cheese. And I'm like... So you have vegetarian pizza, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, it's the same thing. No. It doesn't have meat on it. It is the same thing. How uncool you sounded. I'm okay with at that. At the West Side Tilt Farms. I sound uncool on every episode. Thank goodness. Yes. There's consistency in this operation. <laughs> uh, consistency is all that matters. But yeah, no, they, they have great veggies. Um, you can get those, those pizzas there, which do actually look delicious, yeah. despite the fact you that know they're what vegetarian. I like? They take like snap benefits and stuff for all of the oh, produce. I didn't and know that. And that's, that's really fantastic. cool. There's local vendors. Our friend, uh, well, friend of mine, so therefore friend of the podcast, sure. John Spindler, is a, a deaf beekeeper who has honey that's like I saw local honey with the freaking honeycomb yeah. right in it. Yeah, he was so there. So that's great. I was there recently during Infringement Festival mm-hmm. uh, where I met my new best friend, Vocero Omar. Yes. And uh, He's great. We'll yeah. have him on an episode well, soon enough. That was also La Marimba yes. there at the farm, which was, I mean, who doesn't want marimbas playing on a sunny summer afternoon <laughs> at the farm while people are just like frolicking about? And there was, there was a... Um, Wand making frolicking workshops. Oh, yeah. People, don't frolic people yeah, no, but there was actual frolicking because frolicking there like was the marimba. That one safety dance world video. music there were, echoing. Yeah, there, there, there were actually kids frolicking when I was there too. Stinking beautiful. Well, he had a mandolin. We were hang, we were we were handing out shakers. There was some banjo, but I got to play sandwiches twice because sandwiches. we had special requested for it. A, a podcast favorite. I didn't realize that was a Raffi song. Uh, it's it's still a, a lovely. Oh, I know, Love but definitely not something we should have played on the podcast. Ah, shh, shh, shh. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, it was a ton of fun. Um, I never, like, I've known John Blake and Pam Swartz for a long time. I never really hung out with the guitar player, Andy. They're all really fun, interesting guys. It was sure. really easy to, like, jump on. They had charts for the first half and not for the second half. So okay. when I didn't know a song, I would just slowly turn my bass down and pick up a shaker. I'm like, <laughs> I'm still being effective. Mm. So that was just really cool, and I just wanted to mention that. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Buffalo and Fringe So Fringe wait, Fest. hold oh. on just a second. They have regular music there at the farm? It seems like every Saturday morning from noon to two. Good. Because I know you saw Lama Rimbo and Vocero Omar there um, when I was there for Infringement Festival right. the Saturday prior. Uh, Erica Wolfling. Love that. Oh, she's so good. Right. Her yeah. voice in that space would also be kind of dreamy, I think. Yeah, and she doesn't play out a lot right. like recently. So it was just a, a pleasure getting to see her. Awesome. So 2022 Infringement Festival. We don't have a ton of time to talk about it, but do you have highlights, favorites, things you want to talk about? I can tell you the things that I saw that were done well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I really stuck to my kid-friendly yeah. aspects of things, and I was very, very pleased with our attendance for kid infringement this year. Sure. As well as the closing ceremonies, parade-ending you know, culmination there in Days Park was just so joyful. I, I, I get really sappy these days. And it, maybe it's the whole with my kids and, yeah, and the local music and old. the kids. But, like, I, I do get a little tearsy when everybody's Aww. all just that joyful. Okay. It, it was beautiful. Good. Right? So I, I know it's, that it's things... It's all about being happy, right? In true infringement nature, um, you know, we, there, were, there were, as always, these, like, switch hitter type moments during infringement. But it seemed like this year, comparative analysis, the festival went off without as many fobble. Real quickly, one of the few hitches we had was um, my, I, I, we switched a show from last <laughs> minute into my backyard. I know this. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like an hour and 45 minutes. There's going to be like 10 people here. My landlord showed up and I'm lucky I still have an apartment after that. <gasps> he screamed at me for what felt like an hour straight. Because I talked, I wanted to do an art show for First Friday, but it fell through because there's so much in the festival happening during those days, I couldn't do anything. So he's like, we were going to talk about this, and you lied to me. And I'm like, it, like, it's in the program. It was last minute. And let me tell you, if he found out the show two days earlier in my backyard happened, I would definitely not have an apartment right now. No, I'm, no. No. Dennis doesn't watch the podcast, does he? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> not a friend of the podcast. But anyway, right. other things that happened. Yeah. There was a performer named Poos the Puppet. And oh, my God, I have been involved with infringement for five years. That is the most batshit crazy thing I've ever seen. It was so great. Um, we, did a, we were doing an LGBT night at Milky's, and the last performer didn't show up. And Poos was there, and I've been had people telling me about this guy in these performances. So he's like, "Dude, I'll do a set," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's exactly what we need." Okay. And then, like, there's people walking into Milky's at like 12:30 at night, and I'm like, "Guys, okay, here's what's going on. It's infringement festival." And they're like, "What's that?" I'm like, "There's no time. The, you're about to see the craziest <laughs> act in the festival. He's just said, just sit down and and oh my god, I don't I." I, the first time he played at Milky's, I kept walking out so I could either smoke more or drink more because I just felt like I, I was inebriated enough. I want to understand it better because... For the well, oh, oh, I'm getting yeah, there. The okay. insanity. The second time, I saw him like two days later and I actually sat through the whole show. I can still barely tell you what I saw. It was so bananas. He starts off with a creepy baby head mask with a little doll baby with a backing track that's going, baby, baby, baby. And he's going around the crowd introducing the baby to that's people. Creepy. And then there's a backing track where there's puppets talking and he's using them on stage. Then like a demon shows up and you have to save like the character from the demon. But it's and not that, like obscene, it's just absurd. 
near the end, it almost got close to being obscene. Okay. Maybe a couple cuss words. But yeah, he actually has a kid-friendly show, too. <laughs> which after what I saw, I'd be amazed by. And like, it ends with him, he, he strips, and he has an owl head on, and there's like an elephant head that the, the, when you squeeze on the nose, it squeaks. And like you're doing that in the area of nether region. Yeah, like genitals. Doing that with yes. the elephant head. Yes. So okay. no, no genitals, so but it was bit of it was crazy. Like it was just it was so bonkers, and it kind of reinforced the idea that infringement's supposed to be about subverting audience expectations. I and, love performance and, art. I know, and, and that, that it has a place but, in infringement. Like, like he played theater places, and the theater places were great, and the people liked him. But when he did Milky's, and they weren't expecting him, people that was went fucking was nuts. Right. And I like I think that's something we need to get more towards is trying to do sure. weird shit like that and bring some of that stuff forward. Absolutely. And like he inspired me because I'm like if we don't have any because he's from New Orleans this is actually a touring artist. Love it. We, yeah we gave him like eight performances by the end of the festival is great but like if I can't find Boost the Puppets locally or people who want to do that weird stuff I'm going to just start bringing them in from out of town and hoping that they inspire the next ones. That's true. And that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. He yeah he was amazing and then um uh, Sasha McCoy and the Spoons. Mm -hmm. um, they are, oh man. Brandon, do you have any good descriptors for Sasha? You saw Sasha, right? Sasha? Yeah, did you see Sasha? Where was, when was Sasha? Songwriters Night at Nietzsche's. And, no, you weren't at those shows. I wasn't at those shows. No, oh. I was at Pusset I saw Brandon's band. <laughs> Brandon's band takes what? <laughs> yes, I, I, I did not. I, I only saw Brandon's band for a little bit, but his band Flash Band Pow was there and they were excellent. Flash Band Pow was excellent and yeah. well received and playing like super late, late, late at night at Nietzsche's. And uh, yes, very captivating. I was so, impressed. yeah, Sasha McCoy and the Spoons has like a late 90s, early aughts, like alt rock sound. Like they're kind of funky. Okay. Really well written songs, really nice backing vocals. Um, they are three Fredonia, well, one Fredonia student, a couple locals, and a kid who goes to Binghamton. So they're not going to be playing around here a lot, but uh, we're trying to get them for the Festivus fundraiser. And uh, hopefully we'll have some music for them soon. And mm -hmm. I'm asking mm -hmm. them to be on our live episode, which we'll talk about later. What was the band that was with me at Scoop Shop? That was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here live. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit of Live. Yeah. Uh, the band that was with me at Scoop Shop. It was very Band of Horses meets Bassoon player? Uh, that was Bugfoots. Bugfoots. Now that was pleasant. I like a band with bassoon. There I aren't sure enough bands did. with bassoons. I like eclectic, Concur. like, yeah. Yes. Well, you, you're into ska, so any air instrument section. Don't tell everybody I'm into ska. Right, Frolicking so. in bassoons. You should yeah. be ashamed of your scaffolding. I, <laughs> I had to, Nick, I'm sorry. I had, I, I, when I was in college, I started a folk band with a bassoon, and it went between leads and bass lines, and it was really fucking cool, and then the bassoon player quit. And, Kind of and they're everything. hard to come by because it kind of ruins that for you. So, but yeah, um, what, what you said about the festival is right. It was, um, it was the smoothest run festival mm -hmm. we've had in the last five years. Uh, the performers were wonderful. Um, uh, through one of our interns, Kendall, uh, we have an hour and five minute documentary about That's the festival cool. that we're going to yeah, have a debut for that at like the hostel or uh, the Absolutely. honey room. We're going to find a place like that, make it a fundraiser. And um, no, I think the, the venues were happy, the artists were happy, the organizers and the fans were all happy. So I think that's. We'll do it again. Hell yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to do it another year. All right. All well, right. I'll, let's talk I'll, about. I'll, <laughs> Brandon, what? I'll give a quick shout out. Um, the artists I worked with last year were on point. I, this year, we're on point. Like yeah. last year, um, last year was a little bit of a mess for everybody. Every yeah. artist I worked at with both of my stage stages was there on time. 
stayed to support each other, got really into it, had no problems. Their gear that didn't work last year, they got fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to say to, uh, to all the musicians who joined us this year, hey, thanks a lot. Everyone did great. We really killed it. Uh, way to step up, everybody. So yeah, for, from my point of view, running shows, it, it was fantastic. No, you're, so, I, yeah. and you're absolutely right. Like when I came uh, to work the lawn disco, all the artists were hanging out for each other and it was a really good scene. I mean, it always is, but it was an even better scene. All right, let's talk about music as art. You were there, I was I not. I went to there. Yes. It was great. I liked that I could volunteer and not do some shitty job where I was stuck sitting at a table the whole time or like in one zone the whole time. That's the worst. What, what was I've, your job? I've told them for the last couple of years, I am very good at talking to strangers and asking them for money when it's to contribute to a cause that I particularly <laughs> enjoy and appreciate. I have no problem. And I was like, here's my bucket. It's my official donation bucket. And I'm here as a volunteer. And do you have any jingling change or dollars that you'd like to give to Music is Art for this awesome free festival? Now, people were a little reluctant because parking cost them $20 this year if they didn't park over on the grass like I did over and many yonder. other people on the park at the Riverside and, and Park And pay there. the ferryman to get to the other side. Oh, or walk across the bridge it's with the bands who were also <laughs> really, really hoofing it across the bridge to get to their sets on time. Um, there were a couple things that I think could definitely help that festival by way of not only having digital donation, a little, yes. little bit of a QR code snap kind of thing to give a couple bucks if you're having a great time. Could have made them thousands of dollars that day. Absolutely. Um, you know, the people who did donate were generous. I, honestly, Robbie's the most generous. Yeah, he is. That entire thing for the last 20 years happening, getting bigger and more inclusive. Um, like I said earlier, I, I cry when the little kids get up and perform on the kids' stage because they're so pouring out their souls. It is such a big stage for them. It's not like mom and dad are there at their recital. It's, you know, hundreds yeah. of people there. And uh, I and like the, that you can have... Sorry, and the fact that he also like takes the time and makes the effort to hang out with everybody. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. So you know, personable. Makes his appearance somewhere just so he's known to, you know, to be seen with everybody. And Absolutely. And it's his whole family there. It's, yeah. um, you know, a very big celebration of Buffalo and our artists the whole swath of performance. I like how they spread it, they, they, they spread it, they spread everything out a little bit better this year in good, the sense good. of like the noise bleed is going to always be a, an issue with that many performances on top of each Actually, other. It wasn't too bad going from. It wasn't that around bad. Around the corner, you couldn't notice it too much. No, it wasn't, it wasn't and too bad. comparatively, that has been a thing that people complained about. Mm. Uh, one of the big complaints from the crowd, and this is another thing I get to go around and talk to everybody. Uh, besides the old men complaining about their wives and vice versa, I had a lot of <laughs> complaints about just the map. They would have loved to have seen a better map for the festival posted in a spot Larger large format. Larger where it's format. like, hey, you are here. Yeah, Here's yeah. a star. Because <laughs> you want to see so many different, if, if you're me, it's competitive where it's like, oh my gosh. But my, my, my friend's sister's playing over here, and my college friend's playing over here. And meanwhile, Dan Mulcannon, who was on the podcast, is playing over here. You know, and it's, unless you know where those here's are, a lot of people walking around could do so aimlessly because they knew 
hands down, they would stumble upon something yeah, Mike, great. Mike went and staked it out the night before. I did. I did That's a smart. recon mission. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been there a couple of times, so I yeah. kind of had an idea where I was going. Well, did they tell you your stage was by the wrestlers? Uh, no, they didn't. I just they got a message that. just telling us that that was cool, by the way. That was really, really the cool. The wrestling was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a shock. But uh, just I, uh, when you get your acceptance email, they just tell you what stage you're performing sure. on. And then, you know, we get uh, email attachment of the map. So I just took it upon. I, I, last time I was at Music is Art was a while back, and I'm not really a you know, big Riverworks traveler all the time. I mean, uh, it's great down there. But uh, So I just wanted to get a better idea of how easy it was for everybody to get to the stage as quick as they could because, you know, some of us lug stuff. But you know those singers and drummers with this backline crap. You know they they, they get off easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Dr- drummers one that can I mention something about the backline sure. though? I mean every musician kind of gets really scared when they hear back. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Players, I'm yes. just like yeah. You know here's yeah, bass player is easy. So yeah, I'm wrecked. Telling Frank, <laughs> yeah. here's me expecting like a solid state laney, oh. and we get Marshall JCM 900s with yeah. with, with oh, wow. a full So that was totally was like cool. <laughs> very very cool. So turn the distortion pedal I bought. Yeah. So what? So what was your experience like? So you guys would say you had a good experience at the festival. Are we transitioning to that? that yes. Okay. We're ready to that talk. Was a, that was a smooth transition. Thank you. That's what I do. So did you guys have a good time there? Yeah. No. Um, it's terrible. Yeah. It was great. Nick's lying. It was so great. now. Uh, Cassidy and I were arguing about this a few days prior. One of the things that I think about the festival is that with so many bands happening that like you guys play, but then you're done and off the stage and the next band's on so fast and the crowd's moving to the next stage they want to go to. Do you find it's harder there to kind of like work fans and like kind of get to talk to me and meet people afterwards than it would be at other, or even just leave an impression? Well, it's just like you said, if you leave an impression as they walk by, they stop and they stay, which is kind of like what it was like when we played, uh, you know, we were very early in the afternoon. Sure. You know, people still weren't there. But we did notice that uh, as people were walking by, they had to stop and take a look. What are these guys in these cheetah shirts doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? The matching shirts helped a lot well, for the whole, you it's know. It's me, get me first in the gimme, gimme shit. Exactly. Shtick. You know, they have kind of like a, you know, like a mortar. You should, I mean, since we've all been together. You know, so uh, I've probably increased my wardrobe. I just had a second part of my closet just for like band clothes, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that because they always change their clothes. They have different outfits. Seven different outfits, I think, or eight. Yeah, we're up to we're that amount now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys had to decide as a collective what you would all agree to wear, or were you Whatever all just Mike pretty, pretty copacetic about it? Yeah, I'm I'm the art director slash <laughs> wardrobe manager. Oh, we had Initially. a veto of the leopard. No, I, I was not a big fan of the leopard and a few of it, but <laughs> I, I grew to love it. You really pull it off. I grew, I grew to love say, it. You look like an Italian. Yeah, I'm not even Italian. I know, but <laughs> it made you look, it made yeah, you look Italian. Just, yeah. it, you, know, you shaved. You, do, you weren't shaved at the show. How you doing? I don't have that. I don't have it. So, who did you get? Did you guys get a chance to see any of the other bands? Yeah, we did. Who'd you see? Who'd you like? Yes. Uh, I got to see the Urban Achievers later on in the evening. Yes. They were really, really good. They were really, really good. I thought Coffin Hook was always really, really good. Oh, yeah. Ed's an old friend of mine. Uh, ever since the Death Rattle and uh, old bands he was in days, it's just there's been so many, uh, which, em- which emphasizes a struggle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? Emily Rodriguez, too. She, yeah. she played oh, man. A show she's with fantastic. Us. Yeah. I booked her at a show at Milky's, not she's knowing great. what to expect, and yeah. she was fantastic. Like, people yeah. thought that she was. They're like, oh, is, is that who's playing? And they named these singer-songwriters that were twice her age. Yep, and like, yep. even she got to Milky's, and I'm like, so you're not 21, you're at least 18, right? And she goes, she just gives me a look, and I'm like, 
how old are you? And she goes, I'm 16. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, don't tell the old man. But no, she is. She's super talented. I think she's 18 or 19 now. Yeah. But, she opened for us yeah. once when we, uh, we played at the Cove. Uh, yeah. We had her do a set to get things going. Yep. Yeah, she's her, her voice is just fantastic. It's really just clean and... It's one of the, one of those things where you, when you're doing sound, like you just set it once and like she's good. You don't have to touch yeah. it. Like you know, she she knows how to work a mic. She knows she's good with her voice. That's great. Set it and forget it. So uh, as a band, I know that you just added a new singer, but how how long has your project as Gimme Gimme been? Well, we're getting me and Nick are kind of like we'll call it the OGs of this whole operation. I, I kept a little notepad and I keep checking <laughs> a little, little diary, these little, band diary, these little date markers. Well, so. <laughs> I want to say October, no, August 2020 was when... When he uh, started talking to First around. talking to Mike. Yeah, what did happen? I'll start. Through mutual... Sorry, Nick. Through mutual... Well, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We'll get into that in the next segment. What do we got to do? Oh, yeah. um, I'm going to make a couple small complaints and criticisms of music as art. He's always uh, got to complain. Yep. That's what I do. Um, uh, I'm not going to sit here and complain about $20 parking and whether the bands get paid or not. I, whatever. Um, bands got one parking spot for free. That's fantastic, but how can you have an event where you're not paying your artists and you're charging them to park? That, that really bothers me because like, like a lot of people can park far away and take like the shuttle in or something, but we're dealing with people who have equipment. You know, and for me, like I went in one year and I paid for parking and I asked where their handicap spots were and they just told me there weren't any and I was just fucked. So I had to carry like a TV across like three parking lots to get it to where I right. wanted to, even though. So that, that bothers me. So, and again, you know, whatever. I'm just sitting here complaining. I'm just one guy. So it's not a big deal. I mean, do you guys want to chime in on that yeah, at all? Yeah, I think with the accessibility for special needs or anybody who may need, uh, you know, need assistance getting in, that, but, in and out, that's the key thing. And, you know, the thing about paying musicians, um, it, you know, you're in the deficit there. But, hey, I took the ferry and it was five bucks. So I was okay with that. But, um, and I didn't have a lot. I had my gig bag, so I was good. Nice. But, okay, I was just curious. But I agree with you, you know, like, if you're going to have a, a music is art festival, why would you charge $20 for parking? Well, or, that was just on the one yeah. side, uh, which was over on the, the opposite side of the river, which was more towards the tracks, and uh, which is privately owned property. I feel like this is a, a high school a, debate. Yeah. <laughs> More swear words, though. No, well, Hopefully. I mean, it, it didn't bother me, but I do, I do agree that, a, that there should, yeah. you know, could have been a better accommodation. You know, I did get a, a notification that there was, you know, one spot available in a band parking lot. I didn't even know where that band parking lot was. And uh, Better maps. <laughs> you are here. Parking lot exactly. is here, you know. So, but, I mean, overall, you know, I wasn't going to judge my experience on where I had to park. You know, I mean, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, just to, to, to have people that see us that would normally would not, which probably will now. I love that your set drew people in. We'll talk more about it oh, later. Absolutely. But it definitely drew people in from, from an observer standpoint. So know. shirts. It's I, the I, shirts. I, shirts. <laughs> I was wrong. I actually, I actually have some interesting me first and the gimme gimme storyline that yeah, actually yeah, goes yeah. along with that. So that's cool. And then I'm just going to talk about this briefly. I know a couple of the burlesque acts dropped off the festival because of they were uncomfortable with one of the stage managers. Right. And I am... I, I don't know a whole lot of anything, but uh, uh, I know that there are certain members of certain groups who like to talk about people and spread rumors in Buffalo. 
and I'm not saying music as art is specifically saying anything or doing anything, but members of their group do. And when that happens, when, when you decide that you want to be the purity police, you just have to make sure that your house is clean, because when it isn't, there's people in that group who are, were very loudly spreading things that aren't true about me, and when you have other things going on, that's now, it wasn't okay when it was me, but when it's in their group, they're not gonna say anything. That's a problem I have. I think especially with burlesque performers, and, and you know, men and women performers, but when you're putting yourself out there in some type of a scantily, you know, you expect that because it's performance and it's art, and you are there as an artist, that there isn't going to be someone who takes that as licensed to get handsy or even even to be like overtly flirty with someone in that type of a performance and setting seems like just not okay, <laughs> right? Like they're not necessarily asking to have yeah. their, their doofus pinched. So I'm, I, so I'm just sure. saying like, like it's easy to talk about what other people are doing in different organizations or, you know, there, there were people were trying to cancel Greg Burt a few years back. I don't back. believe in canceling I, at all, and I but don't, I don't believe I, in burlesque but, performers being uncomfortable because of that and And, and all scenario. I'm saying is that, is that you, you have arrows flung from a lot of groups, but when you belong to a big group, you, you have to be ready to face that issue in your group as well and not just with And I miss the burlesque that. performers being there. Yeah. I honestly like that there's space for that. I think that it's a great stage for it, and it sucks that they were made to feel uncomfortable, I and it sucks agree. that that other behavior was made to feel welcome. Exactly. Right? So let's leave it at that. I All don't right. want to stand on my soapbox too much. Though, oddly enough, we're going to play... You get so tall, then. <laughs> that might be the funniest thing you've ever said on this podcast before. We were here for it. I can see you with my ears. Ow, like I can... <laughs> Feel my skin's getting red. What are we gonna burn. listen to, Ryan? We're gonna li oddly enough, I, this is kind of apropos. It's a song called "Mr. Manly" uh, by Spud. Um, oh, Spud is so wonderful. Um, Demaya and uh, Henry on bass, and uh -huh. Seth, Seth Zielinski on drums. And I was so used to Demaya just doing their solo sets with a guitar, with a piano, and those were fantastic. But this added like punk rock energy. Filled out in a whole different with, scene. It's yeah. it's like it's the kind of set where you see them play, and you're like. Like, I want to do that. Like, like I want to be in that band. How can I do that? Like, who do I meet to be in that? Like, so um, this is their first single. It was released uh, sometime around September 3rd. So we're going to listen to Mr. Manly, and then we'll be right back with three-fifths of Gimme Gimme. Right here on the Struggle is Real. millimeters, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com. Now say it back Tell all your friends about me Now everything's on track Can't stand these 
And we are back here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, and we are joined by Frank, Mike, and Nick Hello. from Gimme Gimme. Hello. So, um, that was cute. That was adorable, guys. <laughs> you must have practiced that. <laughs> Not really. It was like totally impulse, but that was cool. And out of key. <laughs> a little bit, but it was the thought that counted. The key of Z. <laughs> yeah. So we talked a little bit about, about kind of the, the formation of the band. So what was it? What makes you do a, a Me First and the Gimme Gimme's tribute act instead of just doing your own group of songs like they did? You want me to start? I'll start I know, because I was the one who contacted you. Yeah, I kind of take to you first. No, 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 no. I think it's <laughs> better. Okay. This so is started. Shut up, Nick. Yep. So I think. I deal with this all the time. That's why I'm so quiet. Ben contacted me because right. of my ad. Right, go, I, you go ahead. Craigslist Creepers. That's Craigslist. Just how it basically started. But oh. the thought, I got the thought. Because I was just, for some reason, just recently, you know, getting my taste back into punk rock again. I'm a very big fan of the, uh, you know, the skater punk rock, you know. The no effects, gold fingers no of effects, the world. Yes, exactly. And uh, so I basically, on, on my station at work, I had put Bad Religion Radio. And nice. I was, you know, getting all of a lot of my, <clears throat> you know, old memories back. And uh, I kept hearing a lot of me first in the Gimme Gimme songs. So did you put a post out on Craigslist then? I did. Okay. I did. So what had happened was, I'm like, you know what? Nobody in this area does this. There's nothing wrong by that, with that Cassidy. I saw your look. Well, it's like online dating for bands. It's very sweet. Yeah. It's romantic. And, yeah. <laughs> you do it's, get your creepers, trust me. Oh, yes, man. Who was the one guy I auditioned? No, we won't talk about The whole that. reason this podcast started was because I wanted to talk about all the horrible Craigslist auditions I had when oh, I was playing the Tiger. Everybody knows how to play guitar. But everybody, everybody knows listen. how to sing everybody. in a karaoke bar. Everybody listening to this podcast probably has met each other on Craigslist. <laughs> Whoa. At some point, right? Am I right? Probably. Yeah. I mean, musician-wise. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So that prompted me. Yeah. So you did a post. It prompted me to make the ad. I'm like, you know what? I'll bet you I can find a bunch our, of guys. Our old bass players. player, Bitcoin Ben, reached out to you. Or yes. You reached out to, and then I saw Ben's post. He had something about doing original music and something about me first in the gimme gimme. So that's why he him. he responded to me because we both had the same interest. And that was our overlap. Yes. Yeah. So mm. that you you had that idea of like around 2020-ish. Yes. I've been marinating this, that idea for <laughs> decades. But did you do anything about it, <laughs> no, Nick? No, Did you do anything about okay, it? Okay, well, in, in, in college, Cassie and I did a, uh, a, a flip, a cover of... Uh, 
It was your producer's forum class, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was my producer's yeah. forum class. Right. So I did a so similar it was a sweet style. studio. We, we took uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band, which is... What kind of style of music is that? That would be disco. 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 disco, disco yeah. I would call it disco. We made it into ska reggae. And uh, that kind of got the seed planted for me back in 20 years ago. So, so I, I beat you to that. No, the plan. Do we have a recording of this that we can play on like the next episode? Because I'm think so. super curious about I this. It. I brought it. I but, heard so that's, uh, that's that, happened, that happened in 2020. And yeah, then we got together, we jammed, and then all of a the sudden... pandemic happened. pandemic happens, and it goes on hiatus for two years. So we exchanged tracks and tried to record, and that didn't go anywhere. Nope. Yeah, Just to keep tough. ourselves occupied yeah. and stuff like that. We and, had uh, all the band members, but then it just turned out to be me, Mike, and Ben. And then we found drummer, Brian. Give me Brian. He's one of the original OGs. Coach. Coach. And uh, I was singing... And the guys, uh, we had this little practice space that was all 12 by 12 on top of each other. Yeah. Of course. I couldn't hear myself until we got our lead guitar player. So now we're a five piece. Uh, um, yeah, five guitar, guitar, bass, drum. I was singing. And Way to do the math, Nick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we were practicing at, at Weldy's house and uh, did acoustic session. They could hear me sing for the first time and they said, we need to find a new singer. <laughs> well, it wasn't that harsh. No, no, no. They tiptoed around it. They didn't tell me right away. I you actually know. found out through Ben, who's more like, eh, the guys don't like you. You're singing. And, uh, but they were right. They were fair enough. And, and Ben was moving. Everything fell into place because actually you're, uh, I can't think of a better punk rock bass player that I would have on stage with Aww. me than, than little Nicky, the devil little Nicky over here. And playing bass and singing is like, I don't know, I've played guitar and sang a million times. I, I have so much trouble playing bass and singing. Yeah. But straight up, like uh, from the get-go, it's like I play bass, guitar, and sing, and from, from good to least good. Yeah, everything and, uh, just fell into place where people did, were where they needed to be and where they excelled the best talk, at. Yeah. Talking about struggling artists, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. honesty is like the biggest struggle for sure. any people relationship, let alone a bunch of musicians who have different ideas. So um, trying to overcome that, we've had a lot of open conversations about stuff. So Oh, sure, sure. So it's the only way to be. 2020, yeah. fast forward to like a year later, we actually had our first show. Yep. Where was it? It was at the Tudor Lounge with the Urban oh, nice. Achievers. They they have a, a warp Tour uh, reunion anniversary party every year, and uh, me first in the Gimme Gimmies used to play on oh, the yeah. Warp Tour. So yeah. uh, they figured it'd be cool to have us, you know, with the stuff that you know they're uh, you know Bad Religion, The Clash. They, sure, they are like the ultimate punk rock cover band. <laughs> their, their drummer Josh of uh, Urban Achievers actually played with me first in the Gimme Gimmies when he was on Warp Tour. Oh, did Josh he? was on tour and he which Josh? To- is it Heatley? Yeah. Fun story. And when I was in eighth grade, I bought his drum set. My first drum set I ever bought, I bought off of Josh Heatley after I saw his band Counterclockwise yeah. play at Han- the Hamburg High School 24-hour relay yeah. in like 97. Wow. So that's was... why I had to ask when you said that. That's, yeah. whole, that's amazing. So, yeah, we've had a couple uh, additions, people flip, you know, changes, but mostly, I guess... The right person always yeah. seemed to come in where, where Frank the Tank comes in over here with his Eddie Van Halen shirt on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I definitely don't come from a punk rock background at all. It was just, I was, you know, I just met the guys and just, I don't know, we just kind of clicked. I, so your was, other, embraced it though. your personal other band experiences and projects were nothing, not even close, nothing no, in this like, realm. Like I said, it was, it was harder for me to learn these songs than if I had to learn Van Halen because I was so 
Because you already played Van Halen? (laughs) Well, because I listen to it so much. None of these songs that I've played with these guys, I've never, I had never heard. Ever. Oh, you heard them when your parents were house cleaning on Sundays. We just well, made them sound that, cool. That's so made them <laughs> the covers of those or... songs, I should say. So it was a whole new thing, but it was, it was super fun. It was kind of cool. It was, yeah. um, you know, learning, I mean, they're, they're two minute songs, but it's, it's just as hard. There's a lot oh, going yeah. on in those yeah, two minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it happens quick all over the line. You know, I mean, the, the guy, um, well, the guitar player previous to me, Greg Weldy, um, just said, well, go and just don't shred. Just play with, yeah. The song calls for and and I by did. nature Frank is a shredder, by the but, way. So he is wearing a Van Halen shirt. We yeah. figured, <laughs> I, I, I figured that out the second he walked in the door. I'm like, heard of him, I'm like, he's know. a guitar player. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably the lead yeah. guitar player. Yes, he is. <laughs> now, um, kind of what you're just talking about with him in the songs, like, kind of brings me to like the accessibility that you guys have, and I think I think it's, it's a huge help. Like, I used to listen to Me First and the Gimme Gimme's with my mom when she would take me back and forth to college so from I Albany. So did with your mom because, as well. like, that's something that. <laughs> that just kidding. <laughs> boom, boom, t- God damn it, Nick. God damn it. HR. Are you HR? You start, Ryan started the episode already saying that he's had a rough spell at the end of the summer, and we're just like, crush him, crush him, crush him. That's now you know why I call him Little Nicky the Devil. Yeah. My mom said it was a nice ride. So. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Oh, no. Anyways. Anyways. You but got no, the last like, laugh. Happy anniversary, Nick. <laughs> Fantastic! I love it when things go I don't off know the tracks. Where this okay. uh, but no, yeah, I mean, like, like you make you guys, you, you're covering songs in a way. I mean, uh, we're a tribute a to tribute. the world's greatest cover band that ever lived. Me first, and the Gimme Gimmies. Uh, we're not covering. Fair enough. You're tributing. <laughs> this is just legally. We are, we are paying tribute to the people who did take the time to cover. We're these. legally Fair obligated enough. to say that. But you, you guys are performing songs that so. people of all ages are gonna know, like exactly. "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" or like "My Boyfriend's Back" are a couple that I yep. remember from back in the day. So I think that, that that that's probably a huge help for you guys. Uh, like, are you guys playing out a lot now? And what kind of reception are you getting? Yeah. I well, feel we like get out a couple times a month. We get a uh, once or twice. It took it up for any band that comes out of the gate. It takes a little bit for people to absorb what you're trying to put out. You know sure. what I mean? And uh, once people realize what we started doing, like the one, the, the bowling alley gig. Yeah. You know, you have a bunch of people oh, that were older than us. That's my first right? show. And these are this is these were probably their jams back in the they day. You know, know what how, I'm saying? But they were know up how there. it was going to be received. Yeah. yeah, we didn't know how the people were going to. How was it received? Very well. I mean, the, yeah. these elderly people did not break any the hips in the process people. of dancing. Well, it seems like a good... Uh, Wait, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's anyway. a good thing. I would have wanted some hips broken. That's how you know they're yeah. into it. No, but they were rocking and they didn't break any hips. So it was good. But we, we got much... That I, we know of. That we know hey. of. Yeah. We got a very good reception starting from there. And then just, you know, your this friend sees this band and they tell their friend and then all of their friends come together and this and that and so on and so forth. So... Uh, we're just trying to grab people's attention by doing something different, you know, that's really not in the, the local cover band scene around here. And, 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 and I, oh, sorry. I don't if know they don't like it, it's two minutes long, then it, next song. I'm just going to say, you don't like yeah, the song, you got two minutes to deal with it until the next one comes. But no, but that, 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 the, the response, though, like I, people would say, oh, but you guys were great. And I'm looking behind me going, who are you talking to? You know, <laughs> and, but it, it, it's, it's fun. I mean, even like when I saw you guys and... and Met you guys before you joined. You came before I joined, it. and I was just it did was just, some reconnaissance just, of his own. It was just fun. 
Yeah, no, I, I, pure and simple. I think like you can probably get into a whole lot of places that wouldn't normally have a band like that playing when you're playing those songs. So that's right. got to be pretty. And then awesome. they hear how we play it, and they're like, "Okay, that was cool because everybody was having fun." Yeah, exactly. I've never heard Sweet Caroline like that. I've heard it this way for the longest time, and that was fun. Yeah. Well, and so, then we oh. also have this market in Western New York where uh, the Nerds Gone Wild play everywhere. Yes. And then they got their Yacht Fathers thing, which is also Nerds Gone Wild reinvented yeah. as you in know, different a, a outfits, different. Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> and I just feel like, you know, you can have the same bands and hit and run and all these things that play the, the lawn fate circuit, or we can introduce a little bit of energy. And I yeah. think that you guys could, could definitely. That's what the big thing is. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very energetic. Back to back. We played a Halloween show with them last year. And, sure. And with nerds, the nerds have helped yeah. us out as well. We, we played, they got us a couple gigs. Eddie's, Eddie's great. They're really Oh, I think great. they're a great show. I think so, they're a great band. But it's nice to have something different to so we, also. Yes, not just the party yes. bands. Eventually, we might run out of tunes and we're think we've been, or we need more time to fill. So we're like, hey, uh, we still have to get to this, but this, this undercover. Oh, two minutes. You, the, the, we're the place our, expects you to play three hours and the songs are two minutes long. That's a lot of act. songs. That's a real lot of songs. I mean, it was great at Music is Art because we only played for, what, 20, 29 minutes, I think the video was. That's the perfect amount so, of time for a punk band. And we, were, we, we, we went Not song to song, rolled through, you know, Rob, our singer, did a little bit of his, uh, you know, cardio up there. You mm -hmm. know, I love the kick. Uh, <laughs> was on the lookout for your glasses. Whenever they fell down, I saw them yes. tip your glasses back up. I have so. to work pretty hard to stay away from Nick and Rob. I'll be squashed <laughs> Yeah, I know. They're pretty rambunctious. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> so, yeah. I want to talk about your outfits. So sure, you wear okay. matching outfits just like the band does. Yes. Uh, you went leopard print for Music is Art. So, Mike, do you pick the outfits? What I do is I, I was just looking online and I'll see videos from past performances and I'll just, like, take pictures of their ward. Oh, this would be cool. This would be cool. You know, like, we have... Uh, my next one would be the black shirts, black pants with the gold tie. That one's very, very Ooh. distinguished. Uh, they distinguished. Had, <laughs> I did gold. In a, I love gold. We did gold yeah. shirts. We did. Yeah, we did the metallic gold shirts with the black ties. We had the magenta shirts with the black ties. Mm -hmm. uh, for Christmas, when we played at the Hard Rock Cafe uh, around Christmas time last year for their Christmas deal, we did, uh, it was gangster Santa shirts. Yeah, with tats. So are you just like going on Kohl's and just ordering five of the same thing? Actually, no. Like, like, is it centralized random, like random that? Random Chinese or? websites, they're a lot cheaper. Okay, so <laughs> and if it don't fit, it don't matter. You're, you're, ta you're taking the wish.com route is what yeah, I'm hearing. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so Whatever. in other words, I did the research to see how they dress up. so we could portray them like they do. You know what I mean? I had an official ceremony. The old guitar player actually handed over all the wardrobe to oh. me. Yes, because you guys, you, his you know, clothes fit you. Little, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the, yeah. That was the main reason you they picked you. You the band because you fit. You fit. <laughs> yeah, the clothes fit. You're in. Yep. Unfortunately, uh, Rob didn't fit into Jody's clothes because he's Jody's about your height. I don't want to be mean, but he's he's he's. He's smaller, than Rob. Rob, Rob He's smaller than Rob. He's smaller than Rob. He's like 10 foot tall. Yes, 10 foot tall. Yes. Jordy's 5 foot tall. So. That's a 5 foot difference. It's 5 foot. You're good at math. I try. It's half the difference. So, uh, since I'm not going to do any segues right now, uh, you, earlier you guys were talking about a story about someone shitting their pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, the shit storm. You yeah. can't tell me about this in, beforehand and then not, not. So. Frank can tell the story because uh, his friend was the one who was directly experienced. Just, we'll, we'll just leave so the location just, out. Though. Yeah, we'll leave out the location. But um, either case, so just very randomly, a, fr you know, a friend of mine came out to see me and, and had been out to see us before and really like the band. So um, he came, comes out to this place and somebody, wa he's walking into the bathroom. It's a smaller place. So the bathroom is like, the bathroom is like, you know, eight by 10. Yeah. And um, 
this guy just walks out and looks at him square in the eye. And I was kind of like off to the side and he just goes, I'm so sorry, man. I tried. <laughs> that could go so many different yeah, ways. Yeah. So coming out walks of the bathroom. In and there's quite literally a shit show with shit. soiled <laughs> underwear thrown off to the side of the toilet. He didn't quite make it. You could see that. And it was, it was just a, uh, a splattering mess. It was just terrible. And this poor guy, I, I, you know, whatever. He, he tried. He tried. He tried. <laughs> he, he, That's the story you chose, he chose to didn't tell try. over the Lemmy story. Oh, the Lemmy story. We oh, go, well, I do have a Lemmy story. Tell too. the Lemmy story. Well, years ago, <laughs> I lived in California in Hollywood, and um, we are at the Rainbow one day, and like Lemmy was always there, but yeah, he just was like next to me one day or something like that. You know, you, you didn't want to yeah, bother him. Yeah, just hanging out at the bar, like, and Lemmy from Motorhead's chilling like out. Two bases out of here in here. Yeah. And I just said, I want to hear you know, a Lemmy story. How's, how's things going with Motorhead? Well, apparently their American distribution got dropped, or something bad happened to the band. He goes, well, blah, 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 blah. Somebody didn't buy the album. You didn't buy it. And he was oh. really, you know, and I just said, well, I used to love you guys when I was fucking 15 years old, which I do still love. <laughs> I just, next thing you know, I'm, I'm the only guy, I'm there with like six buddies, I'm the only one with a car, but I'm the one on the curb. <laughs> I'm literally no, that's like, a cool story. you know, we didn't get into a fight per se, exactly, but I was... Tell off, let me cross very, it off the bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wish I had that story. so anyway, next thing you know, I'm on the curb of the rainbow waiting for my friends to come out, which they didn't, so I left them there. But um, that's my let me story. That's I want to just cool. go to Hollywood and hope I bump into Lars Ulrich at a bar so I can tell him off now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Line, you and a bunch of other people probably lined up too. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they actually, this is getting way off topic, a bunch of people tricked the singer from Smash Mouth into eating two dozen eggs to raise money for cancer. What if we can do something like that for people slapping Lars Ulrich in the face to raise money for kids with cancer? <laughs> there aren't enough chickens to lay eggs in this world. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone made up a fake tweet about how the singer from Smash Mouth wouldn't eat two dozen eggs for kids, and it was completely fake. And then he like woke up the next day, and it had all this traction on like 700 shares, and they actually got the singer from Smash Mouth to do it. Ugh. Very cool. The internet's a powerful, yeah, yeah. If if you check out our old episode with Chelsea from Stress Dolls, we talk about it on there. Yes. I was gonna say that that seems vaguely familiar. Like, have we already touched on this topic? Oh yeah, no, that was that was uh, great. That was when our guest fucking lost it laughing. That's that moment stuck in my head. That was one of my favorites. So um, we got a few more minutes. Tell us more horror stories, or funny stories, or Lemmy stories. I have a Van Halen story. Frank's, Frank's, the, Frank's the superstar here, so if you're talking about celebrity status interaction, he's the guy. Well, I used to Besides my Billy Sheehan incident, but, you know. He's got a Sheehan I, I think an uh, interesting story is when incident? he used to work at uh, the... Uh, Daddy's Junkie Daddy's Music? Daddy's Junkie Music. Yes. Oh, my God. Isn't that a blast from the past? Smash Mouth actually came in one day to buy something. I, I, didn't, I wasn't very familiar with their music at the time, but it was late 90s or whatever. Are you very familiar now? No. Good. Wait, so, so tell us again, where did you used to work? It was a music store called Daddy's Junkie Music. It okay. was before Guitar Center came in. Oh, yeah. Ago. It had these like, so it was, like big, weird, big, like big box. Thing. I feel like it was like a rainbow colored, like, like, uh, like the paper was like all different colors or something oh, the, the in the catalogs. catalogs yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, very colorful. Yeah. Um, but like by the, those catalogs, by the time they arrived at your doorstep, they were outdated because it was, you know, all used but stuff. it was like, you know, the internet was around, but it wasn't, you know, people weren't buying stuff online. If reverb.com had a store, that's what daddy's <laughs> junkie. Yeah, I bought, I mean, there, there, you know, some of it was just, I bought two turntables there and a microphone. Yeah. That's where it's at. <laughs> but, um, couldn't resist. Nope. <laughs> And I didn't have any records. It came with a little demo on how to scratch records. 
uh, a little CD or DVD that you could play. So all I had was uh, Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> My dad's record, he's like, no, Stairway. Return right now. No, yeah. Stairway. Right so I probably brought it back to you. Could, well, could be. I mean, you, know, you never know. I mean, the, the turntables I didn't usually touch too much. So I was the guitar guy, so I was pretty busy with guitars. So, but, Fair enough. But, um, but through working at Daddy's, I got to go to the NAMM show. Um, That's you know, a great time. To sort mm-hmm. of meet Eddie Van Halen. We were sitting around in, in a semicircle, and I'm like dressed up, and Eddie Van Halen kind of was advertising his PV stuff, and he was talking to the guys that owned the company, so I'm just kind of in the background being quiet. And the weirdest thing is George Clinton walks by in the background, and everybody, including Eddie Van Halen, stops. Oh, hell yeah. And just watches George Clinton be George Clinton walking by like like... It was just unreal. Like, you know, mid sentence that he's like, <laughs> like, like the Wayne and Garth were not worthy. Moment. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I, had, I almost had that moment when they, these cameras turned out. I was like, oh, we're not worthy. <laughs> the other time I got to meet Eddie Van Halen was uh, I like in to Syracuse. And uh, I always wanted to meet Eddie. I mean, you know, since I was like 12 years old. Of right? course. So I go and I get go to the meet and greet, which is this much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gift. But, um, he loves me. He's wearing a Van Halen so, shirt. He matches the walls here very yeah. nicely. Actually, there's a, there's a flag in the men's room of that exact I, I know, I saw that. <laughs> I, I see it. Just like I need that for my didn't disappear like uh, James Bond or some shit. Sure. What does that um, say about how, how much we feel about Van Halen? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I'm at this meet and greet, and you know, all these years I've wanted to like, say something, you know, and I just really didn't say anything. You know? <laughs> so you're kind of lining up for a picture, and he starts to speak and he says to me and I'll never forget this and I live by these words here you stand next to me you're taller than me <laughs> words of wisdom he spoke to me like, it's like that movie like football yes, what's a football <laughs> oh christmas story christmas story. No. Yeah, yeah. can you please get that ta- can you please get that ta- uh, that tattooed onto your arm yeah. <laughs> so, stand here on yeah, so, that's my van Halen story so Oh, I just had the the Billy Sheehan outside of the hotel by the airport. Uh, Long story short is I just went to pick up a friend uh, who was working at the hotel and Billy Sheehan was standing out front. And a couple of us went to go introduce ourselves and he just thought, you know, we really weren't worth the time, his time and effort. So I got an ignorant thing on there. And then back in the old days when, uh, like I was explaining before the show, uh, Rock and Roll Heaven, when Lynch Mob uh, played, uh, they had the George Lynch meet and greet at Guitar Factory when it was a little strip mall store. And uh, I had a friend of mine uh, get me up there when George was going up and I, uh, to, the, to play the venue and I got to meet him there and uh, got to check out his case of guitars. You know, Mr. Scary was there. I didn't want anything to do with it. You know, even though he offered, so to give it a try, I was like, "Yeah, right." So it's like, "What do I do with this thing after you hand it to me?" You know, so it's kind of the vibe I got from George Lynch, by the way. You know, our, so. our hard rock roots are showing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I have a hat on because my roots are gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, just, I'm just a baby of the group. Yeah, Nick's the youngling. You met Everclear? I did. No, I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever I thought, met ever I thought you did the... Oh, no. Cassidy's just trying no. to make you seem more interesting. No, it's okay. You don't Come have on, to Nick, feel you gotta that bad for our guys. You've got to pull out a trump card here and sound so. cool. No, I'm not going to. No, well, I, like, I did a cool story. thing, too. Well, we're out of yeah. time. Oh, okay. <gasps> segment. We're out of time for the embarrassing story. Yeah, too late. Yes. <laughs> Love when that happens. There'll be more. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to play a track by West Ferry. West Ferry is a really cool kind of pop punk, indie rock, emo group. 
locally uh, at the end of July. They released an album called Out of Reach. This is one of the tracks from it. It is called Adam Up, and we'll be right back here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com. We are back here on the Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast. That was Adam Up by West Ferry. All right, gimme, gimme. I, I want to pluralize it because there's more than one of you. Sucks to be you. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So we're, we are playing a game called Real Not Real. Ooh. It is about this year's Buffalo Infringement Festival. I'm going to oh. read you 10 statements, and you have to tell me if they happened or not, if they are real or not real. I wasn't listening. Can you explain that? I wasn't there, so... Uh, um, well, that makes guess. it easier to play this game. If yeah. you were there, it'd be really hard. I wasn't you... there. I exactly. Yeah. All right. Cassidy, are you ready? I suppose I'm ready. Frank, are you ready? I'm True. Ready. Mike, are you ready? Let's go. Okay, I'm not going to ask Nick. All right. <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> the singer of a local rock band forgot to take off from their fast food job, and instead of just calling off, they played an abbreviated set during an extra long smoke break that they didn't tell their boss about. D. Real the above. or not real? Not real. I'm going to say it's real because that, it, the struggle is real. That stuff happens. False. 
That is not real. Ding, I win. ding, ding. What do I so win? So who do we decide who wins then? Because we got one. Oh, I'm keeping real. score for all three of them now. <laughs> okay, good. I have a co- fancy Split computer. It. I love that. Excellent. All right. A solo performer was arrested mis- mid-set when she was mistaken for a suspect that robbed a convenience store a couple blocks away. Real or not real? Real. Real. Well, I got to go with false. That is correct. That did not happen. Man. That would be awesome. I suck at this game. I picture like it happening gonna... at Days Park Tavern for some reason. <laughs> Just someone getting tackled right off the stage. You want to go next, Cassidy? Sure, sure. One artist showed up at numerous shows unaware that she needed to bring a cable for her electric guitar, even assuming at one point that we'd have a capo on hand for her. When we did not have a capo, her mother tried putting an entire show on hold while they ran to Guitar Center to get a real one. That's so crazy, it's got to be true. Yeah, that's got to be true. Well, I'm not going to be contrarian on that. That's definitely true. It is true. It happened. Oh, God. Yeah, I get it. I once had someone ask me if they could borrow my capo. I'm like, I got to go. I'm up. And uh, also, I played bass, so I didn't need it. I was just just more using it to hold Hold down my nose because it was windy. (laughs) (laughs) My capo's right next to my left-handed keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, like they showed up. It's like, I don't have a cable. And it's like... Okay, we have cables. And it's like, do you have a capo? I'm like, no. What? <laughs> no, we don't provide that for you. That's not a. Ah. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, a mime wouldn't leave their final performance of the festival until someone helped them out of an invisible box. However, outside of like one festival volunteer, no one was paying attention. So the guy hung around in the park for an extra 45 minutes. <laughs> That's something I would do. That's totally true. <laughs> I'm going to go with false. I'm going to go with false. That is absolutely false. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad I got a I really right like to picture that, though. I just couldn't, so I had to say false. I couldn't picture that. Yeah. Uh, a DJ was una- unable to make his performance because he was too drunk the night previous to pack his gear, and the venue wouldn't reopen until later in the day. That's got to be true. That's got to be true. It's adding up, but uh, for consistency, consistency, I'll say no. That, that is absolutely be. true. Oh. Nick's on him, the downward spiral. Called him at, uh, like, let's see, it was about, about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm like, hey, you ready to go? We're waiting for you. And he goes, it was, oh, I was too drunk to carry my equipment last night. I'm like, can you get it now? And he goes, the club doesn't open until 9. <laughs> right. so that was at 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Lifestyles of the drunken famous. DJs, <laughs> am I right? Nick was one for 20 minutes. Oh! <laughs> All right, one one performer oh, decided. Got that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even twenty minutes. <laughs> you didn't even get through the first verse. <laughs> one performer decided to light a torch on stage at an outdoor performance. He slipped and dropped the torch, uh, which lit a corner of their merch table on fire. A uh, very um, vigilant, in turn, uh, and a fire extinguisher stopped anything really horrible from happening. I believe that's true. I'm going to go with false. Well, seeing as though you said you have like 70 interns, I'm going to go with true. That is false, oh, actually. What? That did not happen. We are very careful with fire at Infringement Festival. <sighs> Intuition. Maybe I just well, keep thinking about that great white incident back true. in Oh, that's, that was brutal. Right. That was yeah. awful. That was awful. It's not yeah. too soon, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's way past. Yeah. All right, so, so 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 far, Frank and Mike are in the lead with four. Nick, you started oh, off strong in the lead, lead. Oh, no. but you have three. You're one behind. Oh. All right, so we had a show called Throwing Fireworks in the Basement. False. Oh, 
<laughs> that wasn't the... Well, you're already wrong. That wasn't the... Uh, so I'm at the show, and someone walked up to me, and he said, uh, did you name this show F- Throwing Fireworks in the Basement? I said, yeah. And he goes, well, this is your fault. And then he started lighting fireworks in the basement and shooting them at Lazy Ass Destroyer. True or false? Or real or not real? Well, you sprinkled in a little bit of buffalo. I'm going to go with... Buffalo locals in there, so... Real. I got I to go with real on that one, too. True. That is true. Yeah. That is true. It was one of the owners of the house, and it was really hilarious until this one woman is trying to light it, and I'm the music is so loud, you cannot hear anything in this basement, and I'm trying to instruct her, it shouldn't be that hard to write, light, light a bottle rocket. It has a fuse at the bottom. <laughs> she is lighting the front of it, and I'm like, lady, please don't do that. You light it here. She goes, oh, no, no. and it just keeps lighting. It like definitely kicked back a little bit. Like, oh, no. Right in, I mean, it's a bottle rocket. No yeah. one got hurt. I just shoot rubber bands at these guys when they're playing. It is all a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. There's a moment that we forgot earlier. Yeah, Frank Frank, uh, had to come out of his shell, and we're like, hey, buddy. Yeah, you I, should like heckle us while we're when you you didn't have all the songs for some reason. I set out ten songs, rubber bands around. So my he wrist. chose to shoot rubber bands at us while we played. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I actually shot Rob the other day at Music Is Art. Did oh, you notice it? But no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a horn I got, I got section a that would get bored and throw uh, ice cubes at me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, those horn sections—they're tricky. Nick knows. All right, one artist requested a thirty-minute set. They played their set. It was 10 minutes of music, a 10-minute min- ten intermission, and then the remaining 10 minutes of music. Hmm. I'm going to go with false. Was who it needs, gimme, gimme? It's a 10-minute intermission after yeah, 10 minutes, say, unless you're us, because we can false. play it's a lot absurd. of songs at 10 minutes. Nick? False. I mean, 10, 10, 10. It's nothing to do with math, bro. He's the one that's good at math. <laughs> but I... You're in the lead here, so I'm going to go with also... The opposite of what I say? You said false? I don't know. What did you say? Rewind it. Rewind it. They both false. I'll say it's false. That happened. That happened. The performer did it on two separate nights. The last night they did it, it was at a Nietzsche show, and... Like, all of a sudden, all of the burlesque dancers come down and they're like, are we going on now? And I'm like, what? And they're like, the, mu- the music stopped. And I go up to the sound guy and I'm like, I'm like, dude, what's going on? And he goes, dude, she just left. She went into the bathroom like seven minutes ago. And I'm like, give her a few more minutes. And he's like, really? And I'm like, this happened at her last show too. And it did. Except she didn't disappear in the bathroom. In this case, they were literally like at the bar ordering drinks while the entire crowd is like, what's... Uh-oh. Is something happening? Like, it was... Beyond weird to me. Like, huh. maybe it was gonna, part of the performance. I'm definitely going to talk to them about that next time because <laughs> that is no doubt. They got an intermission and a 30 minute set is just yeah. clever. Yeah, yeah clever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I built that into my contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I only have to perform for 20 out every 30 minutes of my I mean, set. I loaded the gear, and that's that's I'm getting paid the low gear. In, yeah. So get the legal team on it, Nick. Mm. Yeah, get the legal team on it. <laughs> All right, we got two more left. Uh, a psychedelic rock band wouldn't start at their scheduled time because their singer said he wouldn't be comfortable until the mushrooms kicked in. True or false? True. Ethically speaking, that's true. <laughs> so let's go with my ethical instinct here. Yeah, dude's tripping balls. He's good. He's good. <laughs> Nick? Sure, true. Why not? Nick just don't know drugs, so he's going to agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> that is false. I'm oh! sorry. I'm not going to lie, that has happened to me before, but not infringement festival. Those are bad shrooms. Yeah, that guy was a dick. All right. <laughs> I'm not bitter or anything. No. Neither no, are mushrooms. Me, no. <laughs> All right. So here's the last one. 
Frank and Mike, you are tied at five. Nick, you have four. Hmm. When a performer canceled on a folk show at the last minute, I filled in by playing my first solo set in 17 years. True or false? I being who? Who's you? the artist? I from, being you? You're the artist known as I? Yes. Uh, he would be the I, artist. Yeah. I'm going to go with true. He being him. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go with true as well. False. Happened. Happened. It happened. It's yeah. true. Ah, it was, was my only saving grace for the last. It was a solid 35 minute set where 20 minutes were like the five songs I could remember how to play, and the rest of it was me starting a song Bass and getting players, like man. halfway through the verse and being like, I, I got nothing. I don't know how to play this. <laughs> Bass players, I got to hand it to you. And then, and yeah, yeah. Bass is way easier. And then, like, having someone. Shh, don't tell them that. Someone was Shh. so insistent that I play Wonderwall that, like, I literally had someone shouting the chord changes at me while I was trying to sing it and play it. That was. No, just no. You needed the capo Great, for that one, too. Hmm? You needed the capo for that one, too. I honestly, I did need a capo, and I didn't have one because yeah. I didn't bring my, my, my equipment. See? Not going to lie. It's relevant. I, I could have done, done, like, three more songs if I had my capo. Uh-huh. I've performed that song in the past with other cover bands, so that's a capo on two for that one. Yeah, yeah, that, that is best. All right, well... Who won? Who won? Who won? Oh, it's no. a tie. Who it's a tie, Frank and Mike. Which win. means there's only one winner. There's only one winner? With the bad prizes, correct? Oh, no. So the loser wins. These aren't that bad of prizes, though. <laughs> I was going to say, do you, want something, <laughs> do you want something sugary or something explodey? You already told us to... to uh, I want the one you didn't tell us what it is. All right. Ha-ha. I think if it's a tie for first place, the other person should win because that way they're not following the crowd. <laughs> All right, I'll go with Good that. Point. As as I sit here with three white guys in front of me, musical crackers. Get what it? musical what? crackers? <laughs> Hot damn, musical crackers! Musical themed New Year's Eve noisemakers that someone got me, and I couldn't tell you why. I have no use for them. Oh, we're, we're partying. Okay, Robin Reed, eight handmade crackers. Party fun for all the family. Musical crackers. Can't read under this here. Mm-hmm. Create your own orchestra. Are they Same. crackers or are they? You don't eat for them. For consuming? You, no, you don't put them in your soup. It's not really. I think you just I'm pull intrigued. them and they explode. I, I thought I, they're a musical instrument. This is for Frank. Frank's got to play this one in between songs. Sure. Perfect. Inside. Uh, it's, an, use it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually a good fitting prize for you guys. Well, look how intrigued right. he is. Well. <laughs> Frank, right. Frank gets to play them, so he gets a prize Woo. for winning Frank's gonna, as well. Yeah, yeah buddy. In between uh, guitar solos. We didn't ask them the very important thing of when are their next shows? Oh, when yeah. do we get to come and see you play? Yeah. And things coming up. We have a, our next show a is w- early w- October. W- 33speakeasy.gimmygimme, WNY.com, and that'll take you all to our social medias. There you go. Oh, yeah, the we have two shows coming up in October, uh, November, December. Got your phone on? Where's your calendar? Check your no, calendar. No, my phone's over there on silence, but yeah, uh, October It's 7th. on, isn't it? Hard Rock Cafe is in November, right? Ooh. We're yeah, around. Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, we were still in October. Oh, we're jumping sorry. around quite a bit, but all the posts. Well, well, it's good to know because the podcast not only will be posted, but for, you know, Forever. <laughs> to enjoy. So yeah, October 7th. It's a Friday. It's, oh, here's my, your phone. I can't unlock that one. That's oh, that's my mine. phone. Thanks for fucking with it. Oh. <laughs> you said it was over there. All right. Check out their social media sites yeah, I to get right. all of the information about their upcoming gimme, shows. Gimme, WNY.com. And that'll take you to all the social medias. We've got Facebook. We've got the... the Instagram. Instagram. All the and things. And YouTube. 
And your video and the for music is art. Looks really great. We're going to skip that one. Uh, the video looks really great, and you've got that one up on YouTube. So in case anyone wants to see your set from Music is Art. Indeed. Yeah. Cam, right? Yeah, Hong's Cam. It's pretty cool. Hong's, Hong's Cam. So um, next up, we are going to play a track from Mar uh, Marina Lorendi. Okay. Um, I saw her two weeks ago at Milky's. Uh, she played, uh, she was kind of uh, accompanied by one of the guys from Friendly Foes who also played on the bill. She has such a beautiful voice. She's a really great performer. Um, she is a, a local singer-songwriter, and uh, I think she's on her way up. Um, this song is called Neighborhood Kids. It reminds me of, like, hanging out in the neighborhood when I was a kid, oddly enough. As it should, I guess. So we will be right back with awesome. one more segment. Uh, but first, Neighborhood Kids by Marina Lorendi here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com. Nothing feels different when I'm Different. 
And welcome back to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. That was Neighborhood Kids by Marina Lorendi. Check her out. The whole, the, it's on a four-song EP that she released, and it's all really, really good. Um, that is all we have for episode number 97. That's 97. a whole lot of episodes. Uh, first off, something to announce. Uh, we are going to have our five-year uh, anniversary episode. We are recording it live at Milky's mm-hmm. on October 15th. Uh, we got four hours of interviews and games and performances. The performers include... Um, oh, come on, Ryan. You can do this. Um, Shannon Vanderlyn, Goodbye Metro, and Lone Star Sailing. Mm-hmm. We had on our other podcast, and they're super interesting guys. We're still waiting on one more act. That'll be on October 15th, so come and check that out. We did it last year with Brookhaven and Stress Styles and Trey Ocho, and it was so much fun. It's great. So um, we don't have a guest lined up for our next episode, but uh, some future uh, people that we're going to be including include some folks from over at Buffalo Ironworks, West Falls Center for the Arts, uh, the band Real Movement, who just released an EP in the last couple weeks. Which was great. Is it? From what I've heard, yes. I haven't heard it yet, but I'm mm-hmm. sure it is. Everything those guys do is excellent. been listening. All right. Gimme, gimme. You've been got. Oh, I wanted to put that S on the end. It's so hard. <laughs> you didn't do it. I didn't. That's, Good for you. That's this is awesome. Power. Thank you for having us. Uh, thanks for coming on, thanks guys. This is a treat. Definitely thank thanks you for us. having us. Awesome, folks. Well, uh, we will see you in a few weeks for episode 98. And just remember that uh, stuff's really fucking hard out there. So just uh, be nice to everyone and uh, keep on struggling. We'll see you next time. Thanks for the crackers. No, that is way off key. Usually I can hit that note. I know where the theme song is. Let me just say what nobody else wants to say to you. Your looks have become a problem.